Hello, hello and welcome. It's another episode of uh, the RC Engineering Radio. I'm the host for today. My name is Pavlos Vineratos. I'm an engineer at Artsy. And with me today, I have Adam Butler. My name is Adam Butler. I'm a senior engineering manager at Artsy. Today, we will do a new type of episode. It will be a mini series that uh, we will for now call What You're Working On, On The Side. And it will be all about people and their side projects. So Adam recently released a, a mobile app that's called Reams. Do you want to give us a quick intro of this and then we can get into it? I've always used RSS for as long as RSS was a thing, I think. So that's just the way that I read most stuff on the web. It seems to me like a really like sensible way of yeah, reading things, <laughs> finding, finding content and reading it on the web. But I've always been a little disappointed with how boring RSS readers are. So the actual experience of reading things on RSS is always a bit of a letdown. And I just wanted to make an RSS reader that was more of a pleasure to use. Like I wanted to, instead of reading like a photocopied sheet of A4, I wanted to read a glossy magazine. Mm. So that's what I tried to do when I made Reams. Yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting. And I, I do like the the name, or not the name, but the, the tagline, I guess, the deeply superficial uh, RSS, which is uh, sounding very nice of describing what you're, what you're talking about. And I, I do uh, use RSS as well, but uh, mostly on the computer. So I don't end up using like too many apps or whatever. Uh, but I did try yours and I noticed that it has like all of the good stuff that, you know, one would expect, like all the dark mode and like syncing with RSS services and like uh, navigation, all of the all of the, the nice stuff. How long have you been working on this? So long. Just, <laughs> I mean, like so long. I think I think the very first prototype I did for it was five years ago. Uh, and I made a prototype using Cordova back then, which was an old way of writing hybrid mobile apps using JavaScript, really like low performance. But um, that was, yeah. So I, I built a prototype about five years ago and then played with that for a bit. And then at some point started using React Native, rebuilt everything from scratch. And then like, it's it's really like a side-side project because next to a full-time job and you know, I have kids, it's really hard to actually find time yeah. to, to build anything. So, yeah, it's taken me a very long time, basically. That makes sense. That makes sense. But it definitely seems like it started from something you wanted to use, and then it kind of turned out to be something that others also can use <laughs> since now it's released, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was really – I mean, people always talk about scratching your own itch, and this was totally my own itch. Have you – so I wonder, since it has been – you know, a long time since you kind of played around with this and then kind of started. Like, have you have you been using that prototype or any any iteration that you had, or have you been kind of avoiding or using other things while it's being done? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. 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 It's it's been it's been the most used app on my phone pretty much since I started. I think it's. It's just the, the, the app. Yeah, it's the, it's the app I use most, and it always has been. That's cool. Do you, um, I mean, I know it's pretty, when exactly was it released? It was. It's less than a month, right? 
I released it on the 22nd because it was a good date because it's 2202-2022. Yeah, that's true. It's been what, yeah, just a few weeks or a couple of weeks. Have you already gotten feedback or requests? Yeah, yeah, I have. So um, real talk. Yeah. Putting it up on the App Store is just, it's really not very rewarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a lot of work. So I, 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 it's, it's a huge amount of work. I put this up on the App Store. It got like, it got featured by Apple a little bit. Like they put it in their sort of, they have a little section of new apps. I can't remember what they call it. New apps we love or like, like just a list of apps. And it was in that list of apps. So that was nice. And because of that, I think some people, it got a bit of exposure through that. And I was actually number one in news on the app store for a couple of days. Nice. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the thing is that the figures take a while to come through on the app store. Like it takes a day or two before you actually see the numbers. But I was thinking, hey, cool, I'm number one in the news section on the app store. This must be pretty good. And <laughs> yeah, then when the sure. figures finally came in, I realized that I had sold precisely 30 copies. Okay. I mean, for like, what, 20 days? That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so 30, 30 copies. Interestingly, so that's enough to be number one in a section on the App Store. So that also was surprising to me that there's actually a lot less being downloaded than I thought. I mean, I'm, so I charged for it. I decided to charge three euros. And I think that there's probably a, a huge difference between people paying for apps and people downloading free apps. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. But still, yeah, I was, I was just very surprised by the load of numbers. Yeah, and so to answer your original question, yeah, I got like, I got two reviews. I got like a five-star review and a four-star review, and I said, hey, cool, this is nice. But they didn't actually write anything. And then I looked a couple of days later, and I had a one-star review from someone. Oh, no. And, uh, and he was like, it was, it was like a typical one-star angry review. Mm-hmm. Downloaded it, tried to use it. It couldn't find feeds on my normal web news website. So I'm going to delete it. I want my money back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess this all really is right. Yeah. And so I replied to him in the comments. I said, hey, look, really sorry to hear you don't like it. Get in touch with me. I'll happy to give you your money back. Mm. But I'm interested to know what news website it was that it couldn't detect feeds. Because it normally detects an RSS feed on a website. Yeah. I wrote this little share extension. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And since you still have like a low amount of users, I guess it's easy or, you know, more possible, I guess, to get in touch with them. You know, when you have like a billion of them, like it's not going to be easy to just say, oh, which one didn't work, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And then for RSS specifically, I guess, yeah, it should be the site that should support this. Uh, yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you next week or whatever. No, no, no. I've done, I've, so I've been in touch with him now. Oh, okay. And, uh, like we emailed a bit. It was nice because it turns out he was a really nice guy. He was very friendly. Eddie told me, he like told me which websites weren't working and I tried it out and he's sort of half right. They kind of work, but they kind of don't. But we had a very nice like interaction. But then in the end he said, but I still want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, I guess. <laughs> so so I, he, I, I, got his, I got his PayPal and I PayPal him to 99 back. <laughs> <laughs> But I also I also asked him if he'd reconsider his one star review and he <laughs> removed it. So 
I guess like I, I bought off I bought off the one star review for two ninety nine, yeah. which is a pretty good deal. Yeah, not a bad price, not a bad price. So that's kind of like a, a side uh, question, but I've never done like refund stuff on the App Store. Isn't Apple handling this? Like, do you have to? I mean, obviously, there's bet- better ways, official ways, right? Or or no? Yeah, the official way is you just go to Apple and say, I want my money back. And they generally give you your money back. I, I mean, I don't know if it always happens. I've, the only experience I've had it with it was when I tried to, when I bought the latest series of Succession on Apple TV, but then it turned out to be dubbed into German without the English version. So then I wrote to them and said, I want my money back. And they just immediately refunded me. I think that they do pretty much always refund you if you ask. And I said, look, you can get a refund from Apple or I can give you the money if you want. Yeah, that's a definitely an interesting story. <laughs> and I guess kind of related to this, I, I have a question of like, what are your expectations of Reams, I guess? So, I mean, in general, like, do you expect some amount of money or like some amount of people using it or anything else? Yeah, that's a good question because it's really hard to say. I mean, you know, I I'm, <laughs> I have a job, but I'm very happy with my job. So I'm not expecting, you know, this is not, I'm not launching a startup or something. Mm. But at the same time, it would be nice to, I mean, it would be nice to have people using it. It would be nice to kind of get feedback and, and talk to people who are using it. And I actually, so what I've decided, I'm going to, I've decided to start selling it for free or not selling it for free, like giving it away for free after all now, because I think that's the only way you can get any users on the app store. Hmm. Like if you look, if you look through the app store now, I don't know what proportion it is, but it must be like 90% of apps are free. And then most of them have got in-app purchases. Yeah. So I think that that's actually the only way that you can get people to use your app is to give it away. And so I'm going to start doing that now, I think, to make it a bit more interesting to have yeah. a few more users. That makes sense. And then are you already kind of thinking of possible in-app purchases, maybe for the syncing or like other stuff or? Yeah. So I actually, I, I, I wrote a sync, I wrote a whole sync infrastructure using Firebase and I actually took it out again because I decided I just didn't want to use Firebase, but I could imagine like building another sync infrastructure and then making that maybe an in-app purchase. Mm. I mean, that would be one thing. And then, you know, there are, there's, there's so many features that I'd love to add, but it's just a question of time in the end. And if all you get is 30 people buying it and a one-star review, then it, it's kind <laughs> of right, very yeah. motivating to keep adding more features. That's true. But, I mean... I know I I I would like to be able to add more features. Yeah, I guess I think after like was it Google Reader or whatever? I, I think every every other thing that appeared afterwards was either a syncing service that they charge you per month or whatever, or an app that does the syncing like locally and then it's either free or paid uh, with more features or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Um, so you said you started with Cordova and then moved to React Native. Like what was the most, I don't know, interesting or unexpected or difficult thing you had to do or like technology that you didn't work with, you know, anything that was like out of the ordinary for you? What, what was that? 
I mean, I guess the there have been lots of things. It's, what's nice about having a side project like this is that you can just go off and try things out. And I mean, I guess like I've got various backend services that I use, and I wanted to explore kind of serverless architectures doing that and and learn a bit more about how to work with uh, server functions. And okay. I kind of tried out or looked around at various providers that could do that and ended up on Vercel. They used to be called Site, and they renamed, they rebranded themselves as Vercel, and it's the people who make Next.js um, and lots of other stuff. And they're actually a really nice provider. They do really good stuff with server functions. Like if you're hosted with them, everything is a server function. So I built a backend using server functions, which was quite nice. And then I guess like probably the biggest thing is um, I've got, I have mentioned a lot in the marketing text, but I've got a little bit of uh, machine learning in there. Yeah. Uh, and doing that was interesting as well. What did you do with it? What What was the... It's actually is very simple. So the one of the, the the important things about with Reams, like I I said, it's I had this whole thing about making it interesting to read, wanting to make it look like uh, flipping through a magazine. So a lot of the stories that you read in Reams, if they're if they're like long and interesting, then I often use like a cover image, so that there'll just be a full screen image will be with a title and that will, that's all that you will see. And then you have to scroll down to actually find the text. And um, the thing is that these images are very often um, landscape format because they're very often created for the web. But obviously a phone is portrait format. So on a phone, you just get a, you get a slice of the image. You don't get the whole image if you want it to be full screen. And that's often okay, but quite often the image will be a picture of a person. And if you only get like a small slice of the image, you quite often miss the person. And I try to do various stuff like taking the slice out of the middle or taking a slice out of the left. Right. And the, the, if there's a face, it's usually in the middle or on the left. Long story short, I just I use I use a little uh, very simple ML model to do face recognition, and I find the most prominent face on the image and then put that in the middle. Okay. Is this uh, with like Swift or is it JavaScript or what, what's what's connecting this? It's actually so there is a um, there are JavaScript libraries for um, there are JavaScript libraries for TensorFlow and someone's actually made they 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 provide a React Native library for TensorFlow. So okay. it's not actually too hard to use, and then there are a number of a number of uh, face detection models that you can just use. So I I tried out a few face detection models, and got the one that is like smallest but most accurate, and and I just use that with TensorFlow. And again, so actually I originally built that with Firebase as well because Firebase also offer something similar, but. I just Firebase also makes your app huge, so mm. um, yeah. I took Firebase out and then redid it with TensorFlow, which is a lot smaller. So the image um, kind of calculation, I guess, uh, is is this happening on the device then, basically? 
Yeah, exactly. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, very Apple style. <laughs> like everything stays yeah, on device. Right. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, cool. I have a question that when I was using the app, uh, I, I mean, the first time, I guess, when I noticed this little uh, bottom, uh, bottom right button that sw- swaps between like a short kind of text and long text, is that basically like the RSS, you know, like summary or whatever, or is that something like smarter happening there? So what you have, what you often find with RSS feeds is that people only put a small part of their article into the RSS feed. Mm, okay. So you you don't normally get the whole article within an RSS feed. So what I'm what I'm actually doing there is um, for each article or story, I usually prefer to call them when I remember. For each story in the RSS feed, I take the URL. And then I uh, decorate it. So I decorate it by getting going to the web page and parsing the full text. I can parse the whole thing from the web page and also extracting a cover image where possible that I can potentially use as a cover image if, if like the algorithm decides that it's a good image and that this story should have an image, then I can use that. And some other stuff as well. And and that little button switches between the between what you get in the RSS feed and the full text of the story that I've passed from the web page. Gotcha. Okay. Was the image detection <laughs> easy? Or I mean, I'm asking because I, I know that some like you know blogs provide these um, meta tags or whatever they're called. You know, like for Instagram and like Twitter or whatever. Or do you just like go to the HTML, find the biggest image, or like what's what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I was playing around with that for a long time, and then I found an open source project called uh, the Mercury Parser. And the Mercury Parser is a parser that is basically designed to do this. And it kind of comes from a very long lineage of these parsers. I think like the first one that I ever came across is maybe like 15 years ago, a project called Readability. And I think that the people who did Mercury are the same people who did Readability back in the day. And for a while, they had it as a service, so you could just use it. And then at some point, they said, we're going to stop doing this as a service, but we're going to open source the code. So I I run it myself. Like on the, I told you about the the server-side thing with the server functions, I have the Mercury parser running as a server function as well. Nice. That's cool. And now that you said open source, I remember. do I remember correctly that it is open source, the app, or no? I mean, it's open source in as much as the GitHub repo is public, yeah. So right, okay. it, is, it is open, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, I, one thing I wanted to point out is that I I didn't know reams as a word before R E A M S uh, and by googling I found that apparently it's 500 and in parentheses formerly 480 uh, sheets of paper <laughs> so that was that made the name way more fun to me <laughs> yeah so I used it for for years it was called Rizzle Rizzle. Yeah, the, the app was called Rizzle. In my mind, it was just always Rizzle. And I did like, I made splash screens. Like, I did everything using this name, Rizzle. 
And I was getting to a point where I was felt like I was almost ready to launch it. And then just by chance, I had a look on the App Store. Like I've been looking on the App Store every now and then over the course of the many years where it was in development. Because the name came very early. Like almost from the beginning, I decided it was called Rizzle. Um, and then I looked on the App Store and suddenly someone had made an app called Rizzle. Oh, really? <laughs> was it a similar, a similar thing, like RSS something, or was it completely different? <laughs> totally different. It was like a social video thing. <laughs> like, except, I think it was a TikTok ripoff or something, but they called it Rizzle. <laughs> spelled exactly the same way that I'd been spelling it. So then I was like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I had to find another name. And so, yeah, it took a while trying to find a name. And then, yeah, like a ream. A ream of paper is like, I didn't know the thing about how it used to be 480. That's <laughs> definitely a good name, a good sounding name as well. Um, all right. I, I have my last question, and this is if I forgot to ask you anything or if you have any answer that I didn't ask. Is there anything that I forgot or that you would like to say? I mean, okay. Like, I guess I could just speak in favor of side projects generally. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 great having a side project. It's just it, it's just an excuse to try stuff out and learn new stuff. But it's it's really nice to make something that I mean, like I said, it's that it's been my most used app on my phone for the last four years or something. And it's just it is just the thing that I want. It's the kind of the thing that I always wanted. I mean, everybody should do it. I'm sure everybody has some little thing that doesn't exist yet or or something that they use but that just isn't quite right and take your time try and make it and there's not necessarily any hurry and it's nice to have like just a thing that you can do if you've got a spare 30 minutes hmm. i just go and do something or other yeah uh, on reams like if you try and do it without too much pressure and think of it just as a long-term thing it's nice You know, and then after four or five years, you have something on the App Store, and that's kind of cool. It's a nice experience. So, yeah, that's what I would say. I recommend everybody. Everybody should do it. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like as developers, we are kind of like in a, you know, maybe privileged position that we can make something for, you know, our computers or phones uh, a little bit more easily than than people that don't know how to code, but... Uh, Yeah, I always, you know, have this as a a way to motivate people to learn to code, right? Like if you have something yeah. that doesn't yeah. work on your computer, like maybe learn something and then you can make a little improvement, you know? And that's that's enough to motivate you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of I don't know if it's like unique, you know, maybe when we were blacksmiths we could have made our own <laughs> yeah. swords or something. But I mean, it is kind of It, it, it's amazing that we're in a situation now where you can you can learn to code and then you can make something and put it on your phone and make it available to everybody else in the world that has the same phone as you. And that's just that's kind of a cool thing. So I think it's good to take advantage of it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Thank you so much for for joining me today. That was really informative and really nice. Yeah, thank you, Pavlos. It's been fun. Talk to you later then. Yep, talk to you later. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Artsy Open Source. Keep up with our blog at artsy.github.io. 
This episode was mixed and edited by Alex Higgins. And thank you, Eve Essex, for our theme music. You can find her on all major streaming platforms. Until next time, this is Artsy Engineering Radio.